Welcome back to another episode of Comic Misfits, the podcast that bridges the gap between the super comic book fan and the ones just getting started in a fandom. I'm your host, Pedro. And before we get started, make sure to follow us on social media. It's all at Comic Misfits on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. You see my beautiful face there. Mm-hmm. And if you love the show and want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash comic misfits. There you'll find ways to support the show with a monthly contribution. Today I'm joined by Aiden. Aiden, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Doing good. So today we're starting a four-part series on Watchmen, which I'm very excited about because me being the dumb person I am, I watched the Watchmen limited series on HBO before reading the comic book. Shame. And so... I know what kind of happens, but I know that this is a book that everyone that I know talks about. It's literally been a times 100 best English language novels. It's literally on that list. Everything else is actual books. Most of the people I've asked, like, what is an essential comic book series or a graphic novel to read? It's always Watchmen. Well, Watchmen, I think, is what began the new age of superheroes because this is i'd say before because this isn't really like batman superman no spider-man thor or whatever it's a different take on superheroes which we'll get to but yeah it's one of those essential books to read i would say i'm only three chapters in we are only three chapters. yeah so we're going to be completely fair and honest like this is our review. It's literally like we're reading the book and talking about the book as we read it. So if you know more than us on this topic, you probably do. I'm not going to lie. And if you do, send us a message on Twitter. Let us know. Love to have you on the show and talk to us all things Watchmen. So what we're doing is a four-part series. And each episode, we're going to review and talk about three of the, bo- of the, co- of the books that we, we get. And so... Today we're doing chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three. Next week we'll do four, five, and six. Seven, eight, nine. You get it. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully you get the math because that I'd, would be, I'd imagine there are probably some people surprised, like what they're going to talk about 10, 11, and twelve. Well, to be fair, as we were, when we were writing our notes, I literally wrote nine book series. Aiden's like, yeah. Pedro, it's a, it's eighteen, uh, it's twelve. Eighteen. And I go, yeah, I thought it was nine. I'm not good at math, but so we're going to be talking Watchmen by Alan Moore, illustrated by Dave Gibbons and colored by John Higgins, who previously did Killing Joke, which we talked about. Yes. And it came out a year or two years. It finished up a year before Killing Joke came out. Yeah. But this, the yeah, but it came out. It started in 1986. Yeah. So. That's why I think this book is kind of what started a darker trend of comic books coming in in the late early 90s. I want to say this is darker, Pedro. This is just like pitch black dark. This is like grabbing a, a black piece of paper and like that's what the book is. Yeah, this book is it's dark. Pre- it's pretty dark. So which is why I would say don't let your children read it unless you're okay with some of the dark things in this book like rape. Why not say it? Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna dance around it. So if you're okay what, with that, what do you mean, Pedro? It's a comic book. They're for kids. 
<laughs> so if you if you know if that's something that you want your little Johnny to read, like that's fine. Just be aware that this book has a lot of adult themes, and that it might not be something that a middle schooler might should be reading. It's not only because of the content, but I think this one is more of like a you have to think about it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of hidden stuff to it. Oh, messages so like you're not really going to get a full experience unless you're able to like actually understand so what's it's kind of like me when i was trying to read lord of the rings when i just moved yeah. to the united states i couldn't read english and i tried to go to the library to take out fellowship of the rings it took me 30 minutes to get through the first page of the book because it was really long <laughs> that's probably what that's probably what it feel like for a middle schooler to read watchmen yeah i mean they would probably enjoy the art would they though there's blood. There's also boobs. Like yeah, they would enjoy. They would enjoy it. Yeah, you would. You would enjoy it. They would enjoy some of the art, but I don't think they'd get the story. <laughs> Is that why you call it? They're going to enjoy the art. <laughs> I mean, that art of Doctor Manhattan, like it. If you like watching butts, yeah, blue there's a butts. Lot of it. There's a lot of blue butts in this one. If you want to watch that, but no, it's it's a good book. I again, full disclosure, I'm only three chapters in, but I I'll tell you what. I watched the Watchmen. <laughs> I watched the Watchmen <laughs> limited series on HBO. Got me interested to f- read a, to read the comic. I wanted to watch the movie. As y'all know, I love Zack Snyder, but it's really long. There's three different versions of it. This yeah. is like Watchmen did the Snyder cut before Justice League did. Yeah. So there's a two and a half hour long cut. Uh huh. Like I think it's like two hours and forty five minutes or something like the that. Theater, the theater, the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut. Then there's the director's cut. Then that, there's an ultimate cut. So there's which is a, like four hours long. So there's a Snyder cut and then a Snyder Snyder cut. Yeah. Jeez. Just what? waiting for that Snyder Snyder cut of Justice League <laughs> where they actually let him. Because the Snyder cut we got is still not the Snyder cut. We're I don't done. Know if you read about this. We're done. Anyways. But so. Anyways. Watchmen. But I wanted to watch the movie, but at the same time, I didn't want to spend like four hours watching this movie because I wasn't really invested in it. But I remember Watchmen coming out. I remember being a big deal when I was in high school, I think it was, or middle school. I think it was high school. When did the movie movie come out? 2009. Yes, I had just, I was about to graduate high school, and I remember this being a big deal, like Watchmen's coming out, Watchmen. And I was like, what is this blue guy? I was like, who's this night owl? What is he copying Batman? That's literally what I said. He probably kind of is. But I wanted to watch it, never did. And so it kind of just like left, you know, never really talked about it anymore. But as I started growing more and more in the comic world, I kind of realized I should probably read the comic book. Because it's kind of like, if you don't read Watchmen... It's like the most essential book to read as a comic book beginner, I think. I want to say as a beginner. No? Maybe not. So, like, if you are starting out in your comic book reading world, you wouldn't make, you wouldn't tell them to read Watchmen? I think I'd start with smaller stuff like Killing Joke, Daredevil Born Again, um, the best series in the world, Batman Contagion. <laughs> you no, I, I just I don't know if I jump right into Watchmen. Okay, well here's the thing: if I was doing a if I was a professor at a college, and I had 
understand comics 101 as a class, this would be required reading. I, I think that's fair. But that's what I'm saying. Even yeah, if like, I mean, this one's more of a book, so like that would make sense as like a uh, college assignment. I just be, don't To know. be fair, if I was a high school English teacher, if I was a senior high school English teacher, I would probably make my kids read um, Watchmen instead of like a, a DC. No, no, no. My, um, in my eighth, in my 10th, in my 12th grade year, I was in honors English because that's cool. the smartest. So I was, <laughs> everyone else I knew was an AP or like whatever, AP lit. And I was like in honors English, whatever. Oh. Anyways, don't be around a lot of band kids. Here band kids drop this crown, King. Band kids are smart kids, and I was not one of the super smart kids, so I was like everything regular and honors English, and I thought I was the coolest kid. Then like my friends like, yeah, I'm an AP lit, I'm an AP psych. I'm like, get out of here, go home. So in my English class, we read Beowulf. Interesting. And Hamlet, which I'd still read. It's a good book. Um, we read Odysseus, and I probably, if I'm a high school English teacher. I would get away from Beowulf and make my kids read Watchmen as a summer required reading because it is one of the best, literally as not as time magazine calls it one of the 100 best English language novels. And I think another reason why I wouldn't recommend it to someone new is I feel like from the way I've perceived it, it's from what I understand people like, they have their own takes on Watchmen. Mm -hmm. So the way I perceive it is it's kind of like Alan Moore doing his own take of already established comic book characters. Okay. So I feel like this is more of Alan Moore's kind of commentary on modern DC superheroes. Okay. So, how so? So, I mean, cause you have Rorschach who's like, he's kind of like Batman a little bit. He's like, he's a vigilante. He beats people up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's obviously parallels and then there's Silk Spectre who's kind of like Wonder Woman a little bit and she's like the female like sex symbol dare I say. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Dr. Manhattan who's like Superman. the most powerful. Yeah. He's like Superman. And because um. they're, they're like they're just total opposites because we get all these ideas like okay these superhuman people or superheroes crime fighters whatever would be like these like super powerful people, they would do all these good things and they'd be like cool people. Right. But so like Bruce Wayne when he's not, or, or when Bruce Wayne is Batman. Right? right. And when he's not Batman, he's Bruce Wayne. He's like billionaire playboy, whatever. And then you have Rorschach whenever he's Walter Kovacs, he's just a dirty bum who lives on the side of the street protesting and like conspiracy theories. Right. And he, he's the guy that says the the, yeah. the end is nigh. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I didn't catch that. And he's he's kind of a hypocrite too, because he talks about like, oh, all these people are like disgusting and filthy people, and and he's, he's one, one of them. them. <gasps> so it's kind of like and I it, didn't a polar opposite that. of Batman. Wow. And then you have like Silk Spectre, who is like. One woman and the fact that like she's there because she's a woman and she's a sex symbol. Uh-huh. And then like she gets raped by the comedian. Did she though? She did. I don't know. You it, didn't pick that up? I, I did. I was reading it. It's I was there. looking at it and she still had clothes on. 
she got assaulted. Did she? We'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, it's fine. I'm just, I looked at it and it looked as if her clothes was still on or his yeah, clothes I, was still on, but maybe uh, I just did it wrong. There was an attempt. So she's always there. She's the female character. And then you have Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. who is, he's like Superman. He's kind of like the, what I think is like a commentary on Superman. He's the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah. But in this one, cause like Dr. Manhattan sees the past, present and future all at the same time. Right. And there's scenes. Do we want to, should we have given this a spoiler warning? Spoiler warning okay, guys. Here we go. So there's a flashback with Dr. Manhattan and the comedian back in Vietnam. Yeah. Now I'm Nam, y'all. Nam. <laughs> Cause this is some weird timeline where in which we won we we won the vietnam war and vietnam became the 51st state Uh richard nixon's like on his fifth term at least that's what that's what uh oh is that is that what it is it's implied i've i've read about it i also used i watched some videos as references and stuff like that comics explained on youtube as a great like little series on all the characters and stuff of Watchmen. good highly recommend it yeah um so Dr. Manhattan's in Vietnam and the comedian just kills this girl. And the comedian's like, oh, you can see the future. Why didn't you do anything? And he's like, there's no point. I know she's going to die anyways. And he has all this power and he, he doesn't really do anything with it because he yeah. knows in the end there's nothing he can do because everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's kind of pointless. And also with the past, present, and future thing, I don't know if you noticed this, but we read the book. Kind of like how Dr. Manhattan sees everything, past, present, and future, all at the same time. Mic drop. Wait, hold up. How? So we see we see the present. Yeah, right? so Edward Blake is dead. Yeah. Okay. Edward Blake is dead. We see the present. But then we get flashbacks, but you're also seeing, that's also technically the past at the same time as the present. Because um, we're seeing the present and, what's the and future? the past. We haven't seen the future yet. Uh, okay. Unless in book three with him on Mars, there's something going on in the future. Uh, but I feel like good. we're going to get to something in the future soon. Yeah. I like how the book starts off with Rorschach and it's, it's like, to me, it felt as if he's the, the driving force behind whatever's happening. I have no, I, I I'm not gonna lie. Three books in, I have no idea what half, half of stuff's going on. <laughs> It's so far, it's just been all set up really, right? For whatever's yeah. happening from chapters four to 12. We start off with Blake, the comedian, we're Blake dead. Um, and he goes, there's a funeral for him. And the people go to the funeral and they all see different flashbacks of their perspective of the comedian. So obviously, we see um, Night Owls. No, it wasn't Night Owls. We see Ozymandias. Ozymandias's flashback of him and the first time they met him. So Adrian Veidt, Adrian Veidt, I believe is how it's pronounced. When they first met, no, they were trying to create the crime fighting league or whatever they were kind of be called, and he was crime like busters the crime but like yeah. Ghostbusters, but crime busters. Crime busters. Who are you going to call? Crime busters. So it shows him. It shows a comedian laughing at that, making a joke of the whole situation because I liked the comedian character because he kind of reminds me of Joker in what way in the killing joke. Granted, Alan Moore did write both books, 
the comedian sees life as a joke. He sees the whole thing as a joke. The whole superhero thing is a joke. How everyone's trying to help you, everyone else. They, he thinks it's a joke. Ergo, his name, the comedian. And they mentioned, I believe, in the end of book three, that like he realized that everything was a joke before everybody else. And he was just living in it no matter what. Which was interesting. Because the, the other guy, so Rorschach, doesn't think it's a joke. He takes it super serious. So no, he the guy the, the comedian dies. Rorschach takes it serious. He goes to the second night owl's house. What's his name? Um, it's Daniel Dreyberg. Daniel Dre yeah, Danny or Daniel Dreyberg. Yeah, he goes to he, he goes to the original uh, the original, the second night owl's house. Says, Hey, one of us is dead. You're probably coming after all of us. So he's taking this super serious. And then when Dr. Manhattan leaves to go to Mars or whatever he went. He he goes up and he goes back to the night, night owl, I believe, and says, hey, just want to let you know, Manhattan is gone too. That's two of us now in the last three days. And he's taking it super serious, whereas... He's also kind of a conspiracy theorist, so he thinks there's like some overarching plot to kill all. But he he was right. Yeah. When he was holding up. Now that you, I didn't realize he was the you homeless guy. It? No. Huh. I didn't realize it was the homeless guy that had that the end is nigh. Yeah. And I love how when he gets the co the comic, he gets the the Book, the, 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 the newspaper. Freighter. When he gets the newspaper, yeah. He he's like, Oh, the, the 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 newspaper guy says, Oh, where's your sign? He goes, Well, it's already happened. Because you see that you no know, Manhattan's gone. Yeah. Russia is now invading Afghanistan and now they're planning to do nuclear war. So ergo, the end of the world is nigh. I, I just, I didn't realize that was him. That's super cool. Yeah. And I guess now that we've also talked about Ozymandias and the comedian, I do think that also contributes to my whole, like it's Alan Moore's commentary on superheroes. I can't, there's not like DC characters specifically I can connect them to, but I think it's more along the lines of superheroes being like good people in the public eye, but like not great people behind the scenes. It's like comedian assaults, um, Silk Spectre, mm -hmm. the first one. That's a that's Sally. Yeah, and then like he's awful, awful person. And Ozymandias like just totally sells out. Yeah, he becomes like he's selling. He he's, yeah. he's like the merchandise guy. Yeah, because he like sells his public image and like he gets rich off of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's an interesting side of superheroes we don't really think of or see often. It's also kind of explored in Garth Ennis's series, The Boys, where like superheroes are just owned by corporations and they're they're like marketing tools and they're sold as like weapons and stuff like that. Mm, interesting. Uh, like different side of superheroes is always kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I so like I think that's why I really enjoyed these first three books. Yeah, I like the flashback when you have the Night Owls, Night Owl 2's flashback um, with the comedian. And the comedian is in this, they're, they're, they're in this tank, right? The Night Owl tank. And he's trying to control, he's trying to control a riot that's happening. But the riot is happening because of them, because the people hate them. You know, they're, they don't want the vigilantes. We want regular cops. And the comedian's like, guys, back up. We're, I'm, I have rubber bullets. And the night owl is like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He goes, "Well, I'm, I'm, we're protecting them." And night owl says, "Protection? Who are we protecting them from?" 
which kind of alludes to them because they he's protecting them from themselves because they did become what everybody feared the most, which was unchecked superheroes. And that's why the, the Keen Act. The Keen Act. The Keen Act enacted. Was, in that was enacted because it banned all superheroes unless they were part of the government or working with the government. Which I want to think, I say, I think this is kind of a brought in civil war for Marvel. A little bit. The, um, the, At least that concept, yeah. Yeah, the concept of the uh, Accords. Sokovia Accords in the, the movie. Accord. It's something different, I think, in the book. Okay, yeah. But I think that's where the same idea from, because that's like an idea for everybody. Everybody probably thinks that because, I mean, I remember when we were trying to watch the movie by over the summer with the kid. Remember that you're like, what happens if Superman was actually a bad guy? Yeah, Brightburn. Brightburn. Who was that by? David Yaravesky or something like that. But that you no, know, when we watched Bright, when we wanted to watch Viper, we never ended up watching. I ended up watching Aladdin. <laughs> Which I wish we saw Brightburn instead. <laughs> we just lost half our audience. You didn't watch Brightburn. You watched Aladdin. I saw Brightburn afterwards. So I did, we but that's the same concept, right? Because people are very. That's something I've always been super interested in. I've always been super interested in the idea of what happens if a superhero is bad. Like you mentioned, the Watchmen, they're not bad. They're just unchecked so far. So far. In the three books that I've read. I don't know anything else. I don't know any backstory about anything. I'm just reading it as I'm, 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 we're doing a show as we're reading it. So we read first three books and that's what we got. And they, they were not checked. Doctor Manhattan should definitely be checked, but I mean, he is he's checked. giving people cancer, man. Right, but Doctor Manhattan is being is is checked. I mean, even more, I think, for Doctor Manhattan. Well, but like, he's, he's the part only... of the government. Him and and Doc, and the comedian ended up working with the government. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think even though he's already watched by the government, he should be watched more because he's literally giving bad people but they, cancer. But they didn't know. They find out. They find but, out yeah. from his ex girlfriend, and like you would think, like. Because you have Dr. Manhattan, who's, like, the ultimate power of the universe. Right. He can do, like, anything. Like, even though I compared him to Superman, he's more powerful than Superman. I don't know. He's not. He can obliterate people just by, like, looking at them. Well, yes. But our favorite our, can, our like, favorite comic book writer, Jeff Jones, did a book, The Doomsday Clock. Okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I I haven't read that. I've been putting all that off until I've actually sat down and read Watchmen. The original Watchmen before original getting Watchmen. to everything else. Yeah. yeah. So like, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the TV show. haven't picked up Doomsday Clock. I haven't read the Rorschach series by Tom King, which I probably won't read anyways. <laughs> anyways. So even though I compared him to Superman, he's like unlimited power. Yeah, but that also... And you would think like the government would would maybe have more restrictions or like... Contingency I, I, plans. I, I agree, but I think the government doesn't because it's also like, like you said, right? It's a commentary on, it's Alan Moore's commentary on superheroes, but I would oh, argue yeah. and say it's also Alan Moore's commentary on America at the time because they wanted to be the most powerful. Hmm. And so they didn't really care what it took to get 
to the W or the win. They had the ace in the hole, which was Dr. Manhattan, which they mentioned in the book so far that, hey, if it wasn't for you, we would have lost Vietnam. And so the U.S. sees him as a, as a, obviously a weapon and they control it, quote unquote, as much as they, as they can. They don't realize that he's a lot more powerful than he's leading on. I, th- I feel like he's letting him on. Because if the U.S. knew how strong he really was, I don't think they'd be letting him do whatever he wants. Probably not. So I well, think I, I think they're just turning them blind. I feel out. like even if they knew, maybe they would know. I mean, Richard Nixon's the president here. Anything's like I think the man that did they, Watergate, but not here. I think he did Watergate in here. Oh, he did. Okay. Well, it's still, I believe, a commentary on America being power hungry and wanting to win all the wars. And therefore, not really checking or really caring of the circumstances. For example, when Dr. Manhattan leaves and goes to Arizona and then goes to Mars, they blame his girlfriend for him leaving. Like, oh, what'd you do to him? What'd you talk to him about? She's like, well, you call you blame me on me, which, yes, I 100% think it's her fault. I don't think, I don't, I don't think he would have left if she left him. Yeah, but probably the one thing or she was the one thing that like kept him human, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like Lois Lane to Superman. Kind of like Battlestar and the U.S. agent. Gosh, shut up. (laughs) I went there. I know you did and I'm disappointed. (laughs) But yeah, they probably should have kept him more in check. They probably didn't because they see him as a weapon. And anything for a win. If you get the win, yeah. you can do whatever you want. And they kind of brush it on the rug. For sure. Well, and again, it's Richard Nixon. So all cards are on the table. All here. cards are on the table. That's true. One thing I also enjoyed about this is it's very like kind of like a noir detective story. Yeah. It's Rorschach and his journal. Yeah. I don't know if it was just me or whatnot, but I read the entire thing and like a grizzly like, New York detective accent. I was listening to smooth jazz in the background. I could hear the rain falling down. Are you sure you just didn't watch the uh, animated comic movie? From I'm pretty it? sure. Because <laughs> that's how the comic movie works. I, I haven't seen the comic movie. No? No. It's just a book really yeah. being read to you, which is kind of cool. Highly suggest if yeah. you don't want to read it. If you don't want to read the book, watch that. Because, I mean, also besides the like commentary on superheroes and just some other stuff in general. I like that it's like a detective style thing because we don't really see that a whole lot. No. Or at least right. I haven't because I'm still getting into the whole comic book thing. So No, it's- you don't see that a lot. Yeah, you, you see a lot more of the super... I like these guys because they're not really superheroes. Right. That's, they're they're yeah. the regular people except for Dr. Manhattan. Unless I'm wrong. I think everybody's three books in they're all regular people. I don't think the silk specter. Well, I think, I don't know if we could count Ozymandias cause he's like ultra smart. He's super smart, but I don't think, is he super smart because he just super smart or is he super smart because he got some chemical and we don't, we don't know. And we don't know. I don't know so far. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So, so far he's a superhero too, but he doesn't really do anything. He's just super smart. I mean, like he made millions of dollars selling like toys and merchandise based off of him. So I mean, like 
That's kind of a smart move. Like you build up a social reputation. Yeah, as but like he didn't. Amass- he doesn't help anybody. Right. And I know what happens to him in the end. We don't need to talk about that. It's too <laughs> early. I watched the Watchmen TV show. I know. I'm disappointed in you. I am too. Because he spoiled the Watchmen TV show for me right as we started. Barely. Barely. It was still. It was still a plot point. What did I say? I'm not gonna say. I don't remember what I said. You said something about Ozymandias and what happens to him in the end. Oh, no. I mentioned about Rorschach. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I mentioned about Rorschach. Anyways, yeah. I mentioned about Rorschach. Oh, did you notice the smiley face? Because I I think I found a cool little meaning behind the smiley face. That the comedian uses? Yeah. And just even the one that's on the book cover and like it's the... Because that's what the comedian uses. And it's it's the logo that everything's like affiliated like when you think watchman you think oh it's the smiley face button with the blood running yeah down. yeah so i think it's a symbol because like the smiley face i guess can be in relation to like comic books right mm-hmm. they're happy-go-lucky like it's cool cute little art and then you add that drop of blood and it's darker and it just shows like it's not your average comic book it's going to be something deeper and darker and more mature yeah, or Which is something this this book kind of does. Or I it's like, just a little button that the comedian uses. In I mean, f- it's that, but I think it's also a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it could be. That's and pretty good. Like, I mean, looking at it like that is kind of cool because the whole book, it's not like drawn or colored, like it's a dark, serious book. It looks like a normal comic book. Yeah, but. Until you start getting to all the blood and like the comedian getting thrown off of the building mm-hmm. and a whole lot of other stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is it's great. It kind of catches you off guard a little bit. Yeah, it does. And I, I also like how this book kind of starts the trend of new fonts in comic books. It also creates the new, brings in the new kind of like layout you know this is the i believe if i'm not mistaken back in 86 this was one of the first books that had a nine panel page before that i don't think they had nine panels per page it was more it was less of it and this one there's an average of nine panels per page it's like i it, it it revolutionized to me the comic books and just the story is so good. I was afraid I wasn't going to like it to be fair. I was afraid I wasn't going to like it. And and chapter one was kind of lame. It was It kind when it, when it was chapter one, never lame in anything. Right. So to me, it was kind of like the pilot and I'm like, okay, I got through a pilot and episode two and three were really good. But again, it was good in their own way. Like it was still setting up a lot of crap. So I feel like four through twelve now is gonna win when, when things are gonna start getting serious because we left we leave off in chapter three with Dr. Manhattan in Mars and the US freaking out because Russia has invaded Afghanistan and now they're on the verge of nuclear war. And the people in the start in the War generals and whatever they are, 
are all kind of just like, oh, hopefully he's on our side now. And he does, they don't know because he's not there anymore. And so that's how the book three ends. And we kind of just, I kind of want to know what happens next. I kind of, I don't want to keep reading, but I had things to do, so I couldn't keep going. But I, I like that. And I like how the first two chap, first the chapter one and two is really just them setting it up. You know, it was the, you know, um, the comedian died. They had the funeral. And in the funeral, you saw the, the the main backstories of each of those characters. So you saw Matt Manhattan, like you like you like you've already mentioned, you know Manhattan's first time meeting the comedian and kill and the comedian killing the girl that he slept with, and had a baby with. It's a little messed up. Yeah, and so it, it you see all of their backstory behind what was what was going on, and I think that's I think it was really well done. And that's the thing about comic books. They are going to push the limit sometimes on our version of life. So yeah, is it dark? Yeah, it's dark. But like you've mentioned before, it's it's a commentary on not only superheroes, which I didn't realize and think about. It's a commentary on about us and how we look at people sometimes and expect them to kind of like quote unquote save us but left unchecked those people can also turn on you which is what's happening and that's what we saw in Night Owl 2's flashback with the comedian when he has rubber bullets and he's shooting people down in the streets and the riots because those people don't want them to protect them and they have that big quote who watches the watchmen which is true and it's it's a concept that's been around for ages. Even in like animated TV shows, you watch the Justice League animated TV show, they bring that concept in all the time. Like who is who is keeping you guys in check? Batman. Well, sure. But like I think I was watching an episode the other day with Amanda Waller in it, and she's kinda like, Yeah, who is keeping you guys in check? Because you guys can just you guys are in your fancy little space station, you can just put a little laser beam on us and kill us. So who is keeping you in check? And it's the same concept. Like who's watching the Watchmen? And nobody's watching the Watchmen because they were doing fine before. They were winning things and now they're done with the winning. And now it's back to reality and no one really knows what happens. And so, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. I really have no idea. So people are probably listening because oh, this guy's lying. He read it. He's just trying to be fun. I'm like, no. Haven't read it. Have no idea I know the ending because I watched the TV show, but I don't know how we get there. And I don't, I never really care about getting spoiled on things because I still want to know how it happened. So like, I remember Aiden told me, um, I think it was end game. It might've been end game. You keep bringing this up. Yeah. Cause it's my favorite Move thing. To, on, no, man. it's when I, I asked him like, Hey, you know, you want, Hey Pedro, like what? I know what happens in end game because someone ruined it for me. I'm like, okay, what is it? I don't want to ruin it. Like, just tell me. You're like, Iron Man dies. I'm like, oh, okay, go. Don't tell me how, because I want to find out how. But I need to see you die. So I, I, and that's a spoiler for <laughs> If you haven't watched Endgame by well, now. I, mean, I don't think we need a spoiler. Does it deserve a spoiler? No. <laughs> Anyone who's wanted to see Endgame has seen it by now. It's if you joke. haven't, it was a you're joke. a bad Marvel fan. It was a joke, Aiden. I know. <laughs> I get a little... 
upset about Marvel. I can Let's sell. Talk about it. I can sell, but I know what happens at the end. But I want I want to see how they get there because it. When I read the first three books, it kind of flipped my perception of what this book was upside down. I thought this book was about a group of heroes called the Watchmen, just like the Justice League, going out and saving the world from bad guys. But no. I mean, they technically are. The bad guys are themselves. Right. They're both the bad guys and the good guys. And that's why I didn't know at first. I was kind of just like, oh, it's, it's just a bunch of superheroes doing superhero stuff. But it's not. They're the bad guys. They are not allowed to be doing what they're doing. And this crazy guy, Rorschach, is trying to figure out how to solve a murder because we don't know who killed him yet though either no so we're, we're also trying to figure out who killed him and it's like the you, book doesn't let us forget that the comedian is dead no it it's always mentions. literally like everywhere yeah like at, at the end of almost every every book it says like oh it's a little less funny today because the comedian a comedian died today yeah Lori goes there don't seem to be so many laughs around these days and not Al goes what do you expect the comedian is dead. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So they, they, yeah, you're right. They don't, they, they always remind us that he's dead. There has to be a reason why he's dead. I don't know who killed him. Do you have any, any thoughts on who, who might have killed him? I don't know yet. So I, I think besides the main Watchmen characters, we don't really know any other people. Besides yeah. Moloch, who was like someone they fought or something like that. Yeah. That Dr. Manhattan gave like, cancer to life-threatening cancer like mm-hmm. Moloch is pretty dead pretty much dead right so i mean besides him we haven't gotten anybody else we haven't gotten anybody else unless there's someone among them maybe rorschach is killing them oh, oh. the end is nigh i don't know i wonder what happens i'm excited to see what where this series goes and i'm hoping you guys join us in that journey let's sit down all together and read Watchmen. So read chapters one through three. Yeah. Tell and us your thoughts. Doing, yeah. And on our all our social medias, including TikTok now. Yeah, TikTok. Cool. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We uh, do the whip and nene. We're on TikTok. No. All we do on TikTok is reply to people's questions about comic books and maybe do some reviews of quick fifteen second reviews of things. We don't do no dancing. Yet. We're not doing no silhouette <laughs> dancing thing. Get out of here. No, we're doing real stuff, real comic stuff. So if you want to have questions answered by comic book people, head over to our TikTok. We'll answer them. But no, for real, read the book with us. Get, so this week, read books four, five, and six, and come back next week and listen to our thoughts on four, five, and six, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it'll be a wild ride. As you watch us. Watch the Watchmen. <laughs> And then after we read The Watchmen, we're watching all three different. Watching The Watchmen, (laughs) director's cut, ultimate edition. And then watching the ultimate edition. The Snyder cut of Watchmen. Yes. We're going to, it's going to be a Watchmen month pretty much. We're going to be just having a bunch of Watchmen. I'm thinking a Watchmen year. (laughs) Because once we're done, we got to read, we got to do an episode on each book individually. Because once we have the full picture, We'll be able to go back and understand it. No, nah, it's our. And then we read the Doomsday Clock. No, <laughs> no, nah. it's gonna be. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be. It a, is the year of the Watchmen. It's gonna be a Watchmen month. Maybe we're gonna be doing a lot of of reading on this book. 
So if you haven't read this book yet, it's a perfect time to pick it up. I'm sure you can go to your local, local comic book shop and, and grab them. Um, Aiden has a really cool local I comic have. book shop, shop cover that I'm in, I'm in like love with. It has one of those like reflective covers. So like when you change, when you move it, it like it changes. Change. Yeah, it's sick. And it's Rorschach and his mask changes like yeah. a Rorschach like inkblot test. Yeah, it's sick. It is so cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. But no, guys, join us and in our journey to read Watchmen. It's a classic book, classic story. It's a book that all comic book readers and fans of the medium should read. And if you're a beginner, get on it and read it with us and let us know your thoughts as you're going along. If you are a super fan of the book, let us know what we missed. Let us know if there's any other themes in books one, two, three that we missed or anything else that you wanted to, that, that you would, would add to it. And we'll let, and we'll read it out, out loud on the next episode. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts and opinions on Watchmen. All I ask is that you don't be like me. Don't go to Docking Bay 94, which you should totally check out if you're in the South Florida area. That's right. Don't go buy the book and have it sit on your on your uh, comic book shelf under Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> for months and months. And not read it. No, not definitely read it. pick that bad boy Get up and it read it. now and read it. Definitely go to Docking Bay 94 and grab a book, a Watchmen graphic novel set, or if you're really, really cool and you want to just be cool, find it on me. If I like find 12 set single issues on eBay or something. Yeah. But who, what, who wants to do that when you can just buy the whole book as a whole? It's a lot cheaper, most likely. 100% lot cheaper. <laughs> Head on over to Dogging Bay 94 and grab your cool graphic novel of Watchmen. Watchmen. And listen to the comic Misfits talk watchmen for the next couple of weeks and we hope you guys enjoy but for now i think that's going to wrap up this episode of comic misfits i hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as we taught enjoyed talking all things watchmen aiden any final thoughts for the for the listeners out there you know this episode wasn't that funny pedro <laughs> the comedian died tonight uh as he's laughing <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening to the episode again let us know on social media what you thought let us know what you would add anything like that any questions concerns reach out to us on social media at comic misfits as always you can support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash comic misfits for a monthly contribution help the show stay up and we will see you guys next week as we review chapters four through six of Watchmen. take care now guys and don't forget Aiden, why should they not forget? The comedian is dead. No. Don't forget. Or the Snyderverse. Life is lived in between the panels. Take care now. <laughs>